Good morning. It is 11.07. So uh, we got all these people streaming across the border, and uh, sometimes they're good guys, sometimes they're bad, sometimes they just want to get a job. But a great majority of them are going to suck on the government teat. The problem isn't really the border. The problem is progressives and their big government socialized welfare state, which is like a magnet. It's not in the old days. It would have been just come here and go to work. Now it's come here and suck the government teeth. So the state of Texas and the governor put out this razor wire. And the administration said, you don't have the right to do that. And they went to the federal courts. And the federal courts agreed with the administration. So they gave the governor, Governor Abbott, in, uh, down in Texas, a deadline. And the deadline is today that they have to give the federal government access to uh, that area so they can cut the uh, the razor wire. Abbott doesn't look like he's backing down. He thinks that the courts uh, are going to back Texas. But the, the deadline's today. Uh, one congressional Democrat is calling on uh, Biden to federalize the Texas Guard. Well... That's not going to go over well. And what happens if the governor just doesn't give in? Does the president send the military to the border? I literally have no idea how this works. I have no idea how this ends. But if the president stands his ground... And he can point to the Supreme Court. They, the Supreme Court is so far backing him. Do we end up with a civil war? Or do you think the governor will back down? I don't know. But as soon as a shot is fired, the first shot that rings out, I think then we are really going to have a hard time putting the lid on this. Uh, Leah, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, I um, want to kind of add to this conversation, but maybe from a little bit of a different angle. My buns are completely frosted. Um, I work in a position where I deal with the FAFSA, which has to do with federal student aid. Um, lately, um, there's been a lot of press because the FAFSA has been changed. And it's being sold as we've made it shorter, we've made the process easier, so on and so forth. The thing is, is that it's more than that. And many, many people are not aware of the changes that have happened. So let me tell you a couple of them. First of all, when students go in and parents go in to complete the FAFSA, you generally enter, of course, your birth date as well as your social security number. Now there are changes made to the FAFSA that if you do not have a social security number, hey, that's okay we're still going to consider you for federal aid. So all of those migrants who are streaming across the border and they have children who are going to be entering into public education are going to be receiving our tax dollars um, free of charge. Um, and they're going to be receiving more of a pot of the federal aid than American students. In addition to that, the other changes that have been made are that if you now are a farmer, you are going to have to list all of your assets. 
Um, and without going too much in depth, basically what that means is is that fewer and fewer fewer white rural students are going to qualify for the Pell Grant or for federal student aid. So those kids who aren't getting federal funds, those funds are going to be going to illegals uh, so that they can go to college. It's a great, it's a great country, isn't it? How it's, generous. It's, it's flipping fantastic. Yeah, you and are so generous with my money. Not you personally, but the government. Absolutely. And um, we talk about the changing face of America. I don't know how we can continue to stand as a nation while we give away our whole entire country, our liberty, um, our, you know, our, our culture, all of those things. And when you talk about at the border and revolution, I, I think about, um, I used to teach and I taught about Hobbes and Locke, the philosophers on government, and Je Thomas Jefferson and the Founding Fathers based much of the Constitution's Declaration of Independence on the writings of Locke. And he stated life, liberty, and property. These are the things that the government is to protect. And what separated him from the other philosopher was that if the government does not protect those three things, that this, the citizens have a right and an obligation to revolt and to change the government. And I believe that we're standing on that line at this point. Well, that's why we have the Second Amendment. Exactly. And exactly. it was not limited to just handguns. We no. were supposed to have whatever the government had. We were supposed to keep them uh, leery of us. They are supposed to be working for us, protecting us. Um, we are supposed to be the ones who give them their power. Unfortunately, we have given that away very, very easily. Um, and once it's gone, it's very, very difficult to to get that back. Yeah. Without, why are you not still? Why are you not still teaching in government I, schools? I could not jump the hoops anymore. Um, right. I, Leah, I, I, gotta, I, I gotta cut you short because I'm, I'm falling behind. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan show. Uh, exactly right. Uh, she really nailed a lot there on the head. Uh, let's uh, let's see. Less. Good morning. Hey, Gary, you say the Supreme Court says this and this and this. The Supreme Court and whose army? Obama, O'Biden. And Kamala DeVille are both committing treason. We have something called the Posse Comitatus. The military cannot do anything within the borders of this country. The highest law enforcement in the Texas of the counties are the sheriffs. What the yeah, sheriffs yeah. say less, goes. Less, less, less. Yes, yes. Do you yes. really think that Biden cares about Posse Comitatus? Uh, he he doesn't know anything. The border patrol is is committing human trafficking right now. The sheriff can arrest every one of those border patrol agents. If if Obama tries to federalize the Texas National Guard, that means nothing. Nothing. The guard will not follow who, what military. Most of our military uh, is out we, of the country. We hope. The country. We hope that they won't follow. Uh, but time will tell. All right, Les, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. RJ said, this is crazy. Biden might send troops to Texas to enforce not enforcing federal law? How the heck does that make any sense? <laughs> it's the government. It doesn't have to make sense. It is. It doesn't have to make sense. All right, um, 874-9390, toll-free, 800-529-5572, or go to GaryNolan.com.
You can contact me there, uh, and it will uh, pop up right in uh, the studio. Uh, banning plastic bags supposed to protect the environment? Uh, it's not working. No. Blue State trying it. It ain't working. Details coming up. Gary Nolan Zimmer, Radio Network. 19 minutes after 11 o'clock on a Froster Buns Friday, and man, things are popping all over the place. Let me get this story out of the way because I promised I would cover it in a recent survey of 269 embalmers across four major countries and three continents. More than 70% report finding strange fibrous white blood clots in, in a significant uh, percentages of corpses. In 2023, clots they were not finding pre-pandemic. A similar survey conducted in late 2022 revealed 66% of embalmers began finding the unusual clots in mid-2021, suggesting a temporal link to the rollout of COVID-19 vaccines, which began earlier this year. Uh, earlier that year. Uh, in an exclusive interview uh, with the Defender, the creators of the surveys, former Air Force Major Thomas Haviland, said he received the project or conceived the project after he watched the documentary Died Suddenly, where embalmers reported observing unprecedented fibrous masses clogging arteries. One of the embalmers featured in the documentary also spoke with the Defender. Uh, in my 20 years experience, I've never seen clots like these, and we're seeing them in arteries as well as veins. I, I believe we had uh, the embalmer here in Missouri uh, that um, first broke that story. I There's a part of me, Brian, that thinks, could that vaccine have been that damn dangerous? Is it possible it was that bad? I suppose it's possible. I don't guess or, there's any way to confirm that these uh, embalmers have uh, been able to uh, make certain that these people took the vaccine to, you know, make that... I think they, they, they this was all backed up. Uh, but it, it's like every time I turn around, I hear another horror story about the vaccines. And I, I wonder, could it be that, you know, anything bad that happens we're associating with the vaccine? Or could it possibly have been causing all of the problems, the the heart disease and, and uh, the veins and the... Uh, arteries and uh, I, it just seems like every time I look at the news there's something new that's happened since the vaccine uh, since the vaccine hit yeah I don't know it was such a rush to get it out and you know we can do the Monday morning quarterback thing all day long but you you remember how hard they were pushing people to get the vaccine and yeah. demonizing people that chose yeah I think I'll just wait and it was just, I mean, that's why I didn't jump in and get the vaccine. I didn't know anything about it at the time, and it just seemed like, come on, get it, get it. You're the people that are causing this whole pandemic. And after you hear enough of that, it's like, okay, uh, leave me alone. Just leave me alone. Taking my chances. Yep. Uh, Blue State's big, uh, Blue State's bag ban was designed to protect the environment, but apparently it's not working. Backfiring. Backfiring at a staggering rate, according to the story. 
New Jersey banned single-use plastic bags uh, and led to a nearly three-fold increase in plastic consumption of bags. Uh, instead of using the, the uh, single-use bags and, and uh, throwing them out, they went out and <laughs> bought bags and threw them out. Uh, the governor, uh, when he signed it, said with this historic bill signing, we're addressing the problem of plastic pollution head-on with solutions that will mitigate climate change and strengthen our environmental future uh, for future generations, whatever. Uh, despite the bag, uh, uh, in, uh, the, despite the ban's intention to reduce plastic waste, shoppers' use of reusable bags has not met with the, in, the expected environmental impact. It's caused a significant spike in plastic bag consumption, with the average New Jerseyan only reusing the bags two to three times before discarding them. Furthermore, the production of alternative bags has led to a 500% increase in greenhouse gas emissions. Well, once again, big government fails. We, we, we've got more. We've got more big government anti-pollution nonsense. Florida, dis, uh, Florida drivers discover hard tr- a truth about EVs. They eat tires. They wear down the roads. They it, 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 just the uh, uh, the tires abrading as you drive is a pollutant. And then, of course, you have to make more tires more quickly because they're so the, those vehicles are so heavy. Uh, the hits just keep coming, and apparently, Tesla is uh, suffering a meltdown in value because nobody is buying electric vehicles now. I guess all the lefties bought them all up, uh, and now nobody wants them. On the vaccine, Dan, good morning. Hey, good morning. Uh, uh, who you talking about the vaccine stuff and the embalmers? Uh, I, I saw an interview a guy did where he interviewed a guy who was a uh, hedge fund manager, and he had gone to all, like, the business schools and very successful in business and what he had done throughout his life is study trends and what, you know, and that's how they, you know, manage markets. They say which way the market's going, what the trend is and stuff. And he had gotten on a whim, gotten involved in the, uh, in this vaccine stuff. And he started talking to insurance companies and most large corporations offer group life insurance for their employees. The least likely person to die in the world is an employed person. They're generally in better health. They're, I mean, just by nature, you know, they're 25 to 65. And he found out that these guys that are doing these group life insurance, so they're directly affected by this. You know, like my company offers you a $50,000 life policy for free if you work for them. Because the odds are I'm not going to die because I'm only working between the ages of, you know, now I'm 61, but probably won't die before I retire. But he said that these group life insurance policies, uh, companies are taking huge hits and there's been a 40% increase in deaths in that age bracket of like 25 to 65. And he said it's the absolute people that don't normally die. 
and they're the most likely, you know, when you're somebody working for a big company, like I kind of work for a little big company, but that was pushing vaccines so, so hard, okay? Uh, unemployed people aren't getting vaccines. I mean, our company was trying to volunteer us and get us in courses. You know, you need to get this vaccine and stuff. So this group of people is the most highly vaccinated and normally the most least likely to die and that there's been a 40% increase in deaths since the COVID vaccines rolled out. And he said it's literally like the biggest crime in history. I mean, these are working age, normally healthy people dropping dead. Yeah, younger kids are, when I say kids, I mean, younger people in their 30s are developing myocarditis, uh, yes. among other uh, maladies. Yeah, and uh, athlete, athletes. Yeah, I don't, I, seriously, I, I don't have an answer for it, but it is. And it's it, troubling. It, it is indeed. Day, Thank you, Dan. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. It's troubling. Uh, let's see. Uh, Paul says, I am certain Biden's handlers want slash hope for physical conflict in Texas so he can declare martial law and at a bare minimum cancel the presidential election. And no, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't really. Ross here has a different view. He says retired officer in the Texas State Guard here. Texas has a state guard which is answerable only to the governor and cannot be nationalized. It is uh, it's a, a potent armed force with personnel on the border at this time. Even if Biden nationalizes the National Guard, Governor Abbott still has armed forces as well as Texas State uh, Patrol and Texas Rangers. Just another interesting piece to the puzzle. State Guard is a volunteer force with excellent training. It is recognized by federal forces... Uh, I have been on uh, training missions with the U.S. Coast Guard and U.S. Army Reserve units. I've been active at U.S. military facilities in Texas, Nevada, and Georgia. Sounds like he knows of which he speaks. Keith says, remember when the left clamored that the vax couldn't be trusted under Trump? Then they all wanted the very same vaccine uh, to be mandated? Yep. <laughs> True. Yes, we do. That's exactly right. Uh, I just watched it. You know what? I've got the audio of that, too. I should play it. Uh, Craig, good morning. Hey, good morning, Gary. How are you today? I am well, thank you. You sound well. I've been listening to you for a really long time. I got two things today. It's pretty frosty Friday. I know a lot of people are upset right now. But first of all, I mean, have you ever... You've heard a lot of people who have taken the COVID vaccine say they regret it. Yep. I've never heard one person who decided not to take it say they regret it. Have you? Nope, I have not. Okay. Second of all. 30 seconds. I'm still hurting from, I'm still hurting from 2020. What happened to all the thousand Republican poll watchers that signed affidavits that there was nefarious actions going on in the polling places. There's over a thousand of them. If the left got a hold of one of these people who put their life on the line for 10 years in prison uh, to sign an affidavit, don't you think the left media would be like, oh, look, she was lying, she was lying. No one's caught. No one's been caught. Interesting observation. Craig, I got to run. Thank you for the call, sir. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. The Zimmer Radio Network.
This is the Gary Nolan Show. It's 11.35. I haven't even gotten to the Wall Street Journal on the uh, We Are Not Hitting a Soft Landing article. Um, but I'll, I'll try to get to that. Before we run out of program today, quick reminder, tomorrow morning it is Gary on Guns. Uh, that is uh, 8 to 10 a.m. and uh, Brown Station will... location. Did well, I go too fast? Yeah, you're supposed oh, I'm to. Sorry. See, I'm supposed to say who's going to be on and oh. where. And, and, and Brown and, and Station then, location. How's you, that? You, you, you did it again. Oh. Modern Arms. Brown Station location. At the, there we go. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, they'll, they'll be on board. Probably Scott Van Kirk will be in as well. Uh, first death row inmate executed by nitrogen gas. Apparently, it didn't go as smoothly as people thought that it would. I'm, uh, I'm not an expert. I kind of thought he would, does, you know, slip peacefully away, but I guess that didn't work that way. Um, Y'all know already where I stand on the death penalty. I'm not a big fan. Uh, And some people are of the opinion that, you know, you commit a brutal murder, you got no right to complain about how you get taken out. But I do think there is something um, unethical, if not immoral, about the state killing people and doing it this way. He'd have been better off with a shot in the head. Um, at least that would have been instantaneous. I'll talk about that in just a few minutes. But on the border, Brian is on the line. Brian, good morning. Good morning to you, sir. I would like to put in a plug for TOBB.com. Take our border back. TOBB. Uh, that's, they're talking about getting together for the big uh, trucker convoys going down there to the Texas border and show our massive support that we would like to have a country. A lot of governors are getting behind uh, Governor Abbott. They're they're uh, willing to send down their guard. They're willing to send down razor wire. They're you know this could this could really blow up and be pretty ugly. Well, you remember Goliad? Uh, you might as well comport yourself like your back is against the wall because guess what? It is. <laughs> All right. Brian, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, let's go to Kevin. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning. Yeah, they blur with the nitrogen. What they should have used is nitric oxide. It would have made him pass out first, and then it's non-life-sustaining. He would have died. Um, it's what they used in the dentist's office. Yes. Uh, and, and that would have worked just fine. I, I actually knew someone who's a teenager who stole a bottle or a, a tank of nitrous oxide, put a rebreather mask on and he died from it. He was just a, a juvenile at the time. Um, and so that would have worked. And then I have a foster bond. I actually drove back uh, from deep into Mexico, went uh, through the border crossing, which was chaos in itself just because they don't have lanes, but going through that international bridge. Um, they did do like the, the rolling x-ray of the car, but no one even opened my trunk or wanted to know if I had anything to declare. And then when I went through the uh, immigration border crossing about 25 miles in, um, I was just asked one question, are you a U.S. citizen? And without displaying papers or anything, I said yes and was waved right through. So, um, man, I could have had a ton of stuff in my in my car. Well, let me, uh, let me throw this... 
Let me throw this at you, Kevin, because uh, I used to live in the Northeast. And on several occasions, I used to drive into Canada. We'd, I went up there to Niagara Falls with my parents when I was a kid. Uh, I went up there a couple of times after that with uh, friends of mine. We'd get up to the border, show them our driver's license. They didn't search our car. They would arbitrarily, I guess, pick a car or, or so. But they didn't bother very many people. And we could go into Canada and come out the same way with no problem at all. Would you be as concerned about the Canadians as you are the Mexicans? No, not not nearly as much. Yeah, I, I don't think that, you know, Canadians are trying to, you know, pump in enough fentanyl to kill everyone in the United States through their easy border crossing. I just don't think that that's happening. But it, it was a little disheartening. I mean, I could have been a total liar and, you know, had lots of um, malicious stuff in, in my trunk. Um, I did bring back a couple bottles of alcohol, um, which I did stop and pay at the Texas alcohol um, booth. How I long? Taxes on it. How long were you in line at the uh, Mexican border? Oh back? my gosh, a good hour and a half. All right, now I want you to imagine, Kevin, what would happen if every person that pulled through got the kind of examination you wish you had gotten. It was an hour and a half the way you had it. What would happen if every car got inspected, tested, checked? Uh, if they ran everybody's uh, uh, ID, uh, probably add another 20 minutes a car? Uh, yeah, you know, just popping the trunk only takes just a few seconds. And, and I think that would have been enough to make me yeah. feel like at least they're looking for Yeah, calling. and would you not have thought, well, gee, uh, uh, the smugglers... Uh, they put drugs in, ti in spare tires. They have cubby holes they cut in the seats. They have all kinds of places where they can stash drugs. Uh, maybe they should stop every car and dismantle them. Or, here's another idea. Maybe we should let people who want to use drugs go to the drugstore and literally cut the market out from under the bad guys. That's well, I am a libertarian, and yeah, I think that'd be a great idea, too. But they need to have a place to do it that would be safe, because we'd still have the crazy amount of overdoses. You mean, you mean like uh, going into a tavern to drink alcohol, that there should be a Absolutely. place? Oh, well, that would work, too, wouldn't it? I agree. Yep. I agree. Kevin, thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Simple solutions. Uh, the first death row uh, inmate ex uh, executed uh, by nitrogen. This guy apparently thrashed. It was not. It was not as I envisioned it. Based on what I was hearing, you uh, he, he wouldn't. His body wouldn't know the difference between the lack of oxygen and the increase uh, of nitrogen, and he would simply fall asleep and and depart this veil of tears. I, that was my vision of what they were going to do to this guy. That's how I thought he was going to die. Uh, that didn't that didn't turn out that way at all. Uh, they predicted unconsciousness within seconds and death within minutes. But instead, it took 22 minutes to die, convulsing in his chair and tugging against his restraints for several minutes before losing consciousness. Literally, this guy, it would be better if they put him up against a firing wall. And there's something else, Brian. I know this is horrible. Because I, I, I don't like the death penalty. Uh, I, I think it's not the state's job. 
to kill. But if you're going to kill, shouldn't it be like a headshot? Even if it's a shot in the heart, your brain's still alive for a few right, seconds. Yeah. Wouldn't it be better to just blow their brains out? At least they wouldn't know they'd... They well, would even... they, would, they would call that cruel and unusual uh, punishment and execution. You know, and I, and I told you during the break that I don't know why we don't use carbon monoxide because that kills quickly and you don't even know you're dying. I mean, you could be in a house that is emitting carbon monoxide and just fall asleep and you're gone. Or and natural. Painless. You know, they, they could also use natural gas. They actually put something in the gas to make it smell. Right. Otherwise, people wouldn't know yeah, that they were inhaling it. Yep. The only problem with that is the left would be upset about the carbon fuel. <laughs> but, you know, that'd be another... That's the way I thought this guy was going to uh, depart yeah, me this too. failure. That's what I heard. I didn't think too much about it when I saw it. But, you know, how many years we've been fighting over the different procedures that uh, these companies that have this drug that they give to this, the state... And they're like, oh, no, you can't use that. We're n we don't allow our uh, drug to be used in execution. And so they have to find another method to do it. <laughs> it just seems silly that, uh, you know, we know how to kill people. And we've just named a couple different ways to do it. And we're still, oh, we'll try this way. Nitrogen, that should work. And it doesn't work. And they're still scratching their head on a better way. It doesn't make sense to me. Alternately, we could send them into uh, downtown Chicago at midnight. There you go. Uh, and uh, that would certainly be, uh, be an execution. Uh, Florida lawmakers move to bar kids from social media. It is the latest statehouse push. Come on, people. Stop it. It's not your job. We'll chat about it next on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 10 minutes to 12. Glad to have you with us. You know, I, I keep seeing this spring up in state after state. Usually it's the Republicans, but sometimes the Democrats, or in, in this case, it's bipartisan. It is out of the state of Florida. Uh, the state of Florida is one of the, uh, you know, one of the many uh, statehouse proposals uh, to crack down on what is increasingly seen as a threat to children and their childhood. The Surgeon General issued an advisory last year declaring social media an important driver of a national youth mental health crisis. According to the Pew Research Center, about 95% uh, of kids 13 to 17 are on social media, more than a third of them admitting they use social media almost constantly. So what have they done? They've snapped into action. They're, they're trying to get a law passed that essentially will bar kids from uh, using social media because apparently they're targeting children. Um, a Democrat from St. Petersburg sponsored a bill uh, similar to this last year. Y'all know I'm a civil rights lawyer, but the fight to protect our children on social media is a fight I will take every day and twice on Sundays. Uh, the bill, if it's passed should have uh, a lot of resistance. The governor should reject it. Uh, this is just ridiculous. Uh, a, a, a bill that... Um, oh, my 
No, 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 Brian. No, don't, 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 don't throw, throw me off with <laughs> with that. I'm sorry. Oh God, we got a studio with a TV set on either side of the wall, and uh, apparently, coffee is a problem. We'll we'll explain yeah. it in a minute. Uh, the the Florida House has uh, greenlit what could be one of the strictest laws aimed at protecting children online, uh, passing a bill that would bar anyone. 16 or younger from using social media. These people are saying that they're targeting our kids. We're going to write these laws. Well, this is a, not only is it, first, if you have a, um, a, a web browser that allows you to sort of sign on from anywhere in the world, uh, what do they call, Brian, those uh, uh, privacy securing web browsers? Oh, firewalls. No or VPNs. VPN. Yeah, yeah, you get a VPN. They won't know you're from Florida, uh, so you you can still probably work your way around it. Secondly, it's not the state's job. If this woman in the state legislature in Florida is so concerned that she wants to fight for her kids to make sure they don't get exposed to this, you know, to social media, then take their damn phones away. Give them a flip phone. Put the computer in the living room. Put in a password so that they can't get on it without your presence. They're your kids. You get to decide. Not the government. And if I don't, you know, if I don't have a problem with it and I want my kids to be able to get on social media, I'll make that choice. Don't take away choice. And how are you going to prove somebody's aid? What are you going to do? Yeah, make them give you your driver's license number? I, I just, I don't understand why these people are so willing to ignore the Constitution and take away people's freedom. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's really disturbing. All right, let me uh, do this before I forget, because I threw it up there. Apparently, uh, if you like coffee, <laughs> what? 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 You're, I just well, you drink coffee every. I see you I go do, back. Yeah, I'm on my fourth cup now. You go in the. We have in the very back of the yeah, building the espresso machine. We have a, a, an espresso machine. It mills the coffee. You tamp it down. You put it in. I mean, it is a beautiful piece of machinery. And Brian will go back there and make himself an Americano. I mean, he is a coffee drinker. But Brian, as a coffee drinker, is also responsible for, for, yeah, climate for global warming. <laughs> yes. You can't make it up. Yes. Stop drinking coffee. Stop drinking tea. Don't drive a car. Watch out with your dishwasher. Change your ceiling fan. Oh, don't use the air conditioner. And Jesus. you probably wonder, well, how, pray tell, could coffee possibly cause global warming or climate change, as they would say. But apparently, um, in in some way, it contributes to more CO2, <laughs> and so we need to stop drinking it. Uh, maybe it's because we have to heat it. Maybe we shouldn't be able to cook our food anymore. Maybe we can go back and live like cavemen, <laughs> and then everybody would be happy on the left. You know, no, no uh, uh, composite materials for shoes. You know no what they're. You know what government's going to do, don't you? They're going to tax coffee. 
this climate change tax to coffee. <laughs> well, then they got don't they have a little problem with that? Because uh, Starbucks is uh, pretty much a, a liberal uh, controlled by the left, right? No, left. <laughs> and this would be upsetting their base. In fact, most of the coffee shops I've I've ever been in. They seem to have, uh, you know, the baristas and everybody seem to lean to the left. I know there are exceptions, but they're mostly progressive. This would be cutting their own throat. I nah. wish they'd just stop. I mean, it's got to the point now to where I, I can't even listen to your nonsense anymore. Uh, m- mine? <laughs> you know what I'm saying. These yeah. people that tell us, you know, the people are coming up to to the the border because of climate change please stop with the nonsense yeah they're, they're it coming. just goes on and on and on everything and anything is climate change yes. if it's cold if it's freezing if it's snowing if it's warm it's all because of co2 have they told us yet that uh climate change causes volcanoes to erupt i haven't heard that one yet well if it can cause an asteroid that's true. To come by, you know, come by the Earth, uh, then could could cause a volcano. Uh, you never know. And by the way, we're not making that up. I think it was CNN uh, suggesting. Yeah, it was a CNN uh, anchor that uh, had an expert on, and she asked him the question: "Is this uh, meteor a cause of global warming, or something along those lines?" I'm like, oh God. She didn't just ask that, did she? It's crazy. All right, we're almost out of time, and I got a God, uh, Brian. I got a, like a ton of stories here, uh, including a piece of legislation that uh, apparently in Washington, uh, where they want to uh, change uh, sex offender names. They they don't yeah. like it. You, it's you offensive, apparently. Destigmatize the name by changing it. Um, it's kind of silly, isn't you, it? No, you don't want to offend rapists, do you? And call them a sex offender. They might get unhappy. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll just uh, say they're imposers. <laughs> imposers. Yes. People are crazy. All right. Uh, uh, coming up here in in uh, our home station on KSSC Columbia, uh, you got Glenn Beck and Sean Hannity and in uh, Jeff City. Buck Sexton. (laughs) There we go. We got to go. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. Seize the day. Carpe diem. And Gwen, baby, honey, I'm coming home.